I'm Julie. And this is a good story is hard to find podcast. Where two Catholic friends talk about the books and movies they love and the traces of the one reality that lie below the surface. Indeed. And uh, this is a a final Halloween uh, episode, (laughs) even though this is uh, showing up in November. Um, In fact, this is going to be posted on Election Day in 2020. Um, Oh, my. This was the, anything ever more appropriate. <laughs> you bet. And I didn't even pick it thinking that. Um, yeah. It just kind of fell together. But this is Train to Busan, uh, a movie from 2016. And it's a South Korean zombie horror movie. Was that a spoiler? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like everybody knows what's happening. Uh, you bet. You bet. And you're um, on a train and you're trying to go to Busan. And they're zombies. That's right. That's right. That's it. And it's a terrific movie, in my opinion. Um, I I really enjoyed it. In fact, I heard about it from you, I believe, Mm -hmm. um, years ago. And uh, I watched it and I said, oh, yeah, we'd talk about this someday. (laughs) And it was was good. I Um, watched it and said, this has got Scott's name written mm -hmm. all over it. (laughs) And uh, somebody in the family said, oh, yeah, a father Mm -hmm. and a child. Nice. Done. Yep, done. Right. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. So, yeah, so it's about this, again, father and daughter, right? Uh, the, the main star is Yu Gong, and um, he plays some type of a financial guy. He's uh, a fund manager. A fund manager, right. So he's, he's um, you know, when, when we see him for the first time, he's at his desk. Things aren't going terrific, and uh, he is clearly working a lot. He's got a daughter at home. He's but he's divorced or separated, and his divorced. Yeah, yeah, I guess you're right. He is divorced because at one point he was on his phone. He punched up (laughs) ex-wife. Yes, that's what gave us the clue. Right. So, but she lives in Busan, which is not where he is. I can't remember where he is at the beginning. Um, Yeah. And his daughter, who's probably eight. She's very small. Yes. Probably eight really wants to. She's not enjoying a, life at the moment because he's never there. He's working hard, and um, he's he's having trouble connecting with her. Um, you know, which you know is life decisions and things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, it, it, there there was a scene where he gave her a, a birthday gift that she already had. I mean, it was like, it's such a nice way to illustrate that disconnection. Yeah. Um, very effective. She never used, because when she looks up and looks at the, it was a oh, Wii. Oh, right. And she looks up and looks at it, and you can see she got it. She says it was for Children's Day. I was thinking Christmas or yeah, something. Yeah, You can see the papers wrapped off of part of it, and it's just sitting over there with the paper on it still. Yeah. She never, because I kept thinking, she's kind of young for that, isn't yeah. she? But. Maybe not. She's not a, a gamer. Yeah. <laughs> yep. So he doesn't even, yeah, he didn't even get that. Um, yeah. That That's not a gift that she was. And he asked his assistant, what do young people like these days? Right, right. And he's not that old. Rather than asking his daughter or right. knowing, knowing it of his daughter. Right. Um, and yeah, and she, you know, is torn between the two parents and um, like divorced kids often are. And she... Um, wants to go see her mom 
in Busan and she talks her dad into taking her. And uh, he finally agrees that that's the right thing that he needs to do. Yeah, because it'll be her birthday. It'll be her birthday, right. So it is on her birthday. Mm-hmm. And on her birthday, they get on this train. And it's a train that's headed to Busan. And things happen. <laughs> zombie things happen. Yeah, yep. so many zombie things happen. Mm-hmm. And the whole rest of the movie is the father trying to get well and busan it turns out busan is probably they hope they don't know Mm -hmm. but it's the one place that seems to possibly still be safe every time they get to somewhere they think is safe of course it's a zombie movie we know the drill but how this guy hits the beats the director hits the beats Mm. is really effective And we're expecting the continual running and everything, but the moments he gives us during that and at little breaks, although there's not a lot of character development, there's enough that there are real themes that make this movie good. Yeah. Agreed. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's who's going to make it. Who do you hope makes it? Who do you like along the way? Who's awful along the way? And, and the whole time there's this relentless tide of zombies mm. yeah. and that's kind of it. And we don't want to spoil the end, mm-hmm. but right. Right. But we do need to talk about that end. Oh, well we will. And the very beginning, but the, I would say for anybody who like me does not like, I like Shaun of the dead, <laughs> you know, <laughs> If there's violence and gore there, and there is, it's not, it's obvious, kind of obviously fake. It's well telegraphed. You can look away. This movie, I would say, um, is not even as gory as that. There are some moments, but because um, it's generally a horde of people attacking <laughs> and a lot of people being attacked, it's not quite as bad violence. Um, yeah, it yeah. didn't bother me. Oh, good. Mm-hmm. Other than the relentless being attacked, that's the part that's very bothersome from mm-hmm. this mindless horde. But, you know, um, the violence and stuff didn't bother me. I don't know how you felt, but. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we have it to compare to other zombie movies. It was more, um, well, you know, it, it was kind of like uh, World War Z, maybe. Um, the World War Z was oh, more yeah. of an epic feel, kind of. But it yes. did have the father thing going on in it, and maybe that's why I connect the two. And it was um, a much worse. World War Z was terrible. As far as the zombies went, what, just I, I hated the whole. Oh, movie. okay, yeah. Uh, we, we did so, talk about it on a on a. We, we were talking about the book, but we talked yeah. about the movie briefly too. Yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway. so I'm trying to think about that. But that was more of a. It it had the the kind of a feel because as they be on the train. You know, they're getting news about what the outside world or how it is, you know, like when they pull into a stop and then just looking outside at the city and seeing that there's things burning or something. Um, that's how they're getting their news of, of what's happening. They, they also have do a, have their phones and um, sometimes they can see a TV or something. TVs. Yeah, it's very yeah. modern because South mm-hmm. Korea, I would think their train system would be super modern and very technological. And yeah, it is. Right. Just want to say mm-hmm. that I loved the attendants in their little uniforms, oh, pulling yeah. the scarf to the side, going, oh, please to go here, you know, Very or whatever. Nice. It is. Uh-huh. I was like, oh, 
I would like a train system like that. <laughs> I want How that cool. one. Yes, yes. Anyway. Yeah. But anyway, so my whole point was just to say, if you're listening to this beginning for uh, and you're going to go watch it, mm-hmm. I feel as zombies movies go, they did a good job of kind of keeping the distance. Keeping the gore between, down, yeah. Yeah, between wanting to gross you out yeah. and making the point about what they're doing. Uh, right. Because and, the of what they're yeah. doing uh, it, it's rarely comes down to you having to watch anybody chew on someone just <laughs> at the very beginning. So the shock value, because this is how these people experience it too. They're, they're shocked because they're seeing this one person be attacked because it's not hordes yet. Mm. And they don't know what's going on. Yeah. Um, but as it goes, it just becomes, you know, it's like Genghis Khan and the horde coming in. You, yeah. You're not taking in blow by blow. So it's fairly True, yeah. uh, innocuous that way. Gotcha. Um, yeah. Good point. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. I, and I agree with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. For so sure. Anyway. It's not meant, it's not, you know, often you'll watch a horror movie and um, gore seems to be the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> hey, we're going to gross people out. Are you going to gross people out, or are you going to horrify them, or, or right. what are you going to do? And right. the director makes those choices, but the right. uh, gore was not the intent or not the main focus of this. Yeah, yeah, and I thought it was just well done. So yeah. you you just have these um, strangers on a train. You know, you're you're. <laughs> that's really <laughs> it's what it is, right? So you know, all these people that are thrown together. Um, right. And suddenly in a survival mode. Um, well, and know, are we ready to talk about? I think so. I think okay. we are. So yeah, let's let's get into spoilers. But I, I highly recommend you check it out if you don't yes. want to be spoiled. Um, yes. Yeah, please do. All right, onward. So one thing that is fascinating is we're talking about the train, and there of course is a little build up before that. But the very first shot of the movie is. An interesting and a bold choice for a zombie movie. And I don't know if you remember it, but we noticed it because Rose got the movie set up and I was finishing cleaning the kitchen. And when I came out, it was sitting on the first shot, which is a mannequin. Hmm. And I don't know if you remember that. I don't remember that. No. And it's just looking at it and it's kind of, and it's not perfectly maintained. So the face doesn't look quite right. The paint's is kind it, of wrong. Is it the mannequin that's saying, uh, that's holding a sign on cor- about quarantine? Yeah. It's, okay. Well, it's holding a sign and like a gate's going up and down or yes, something. Yes. Okay. I think right. I'm, he looks like a police officer or something. Right. Okay. And I'm with you. A yep. worker, an official, mm-hmm. or a police officer. And yep. then we see somebody pulling out of a plant, and he's complaining because, oh, are you going to kill all my pigs again? And they're like, no, no, this is some other problem here. And you can see somebody disinfecting the truck as they drive out, and you're like, oh, okay, so I know hmm. where it's coming from. Yeah. But And he drives, and he accidentally hits the deer, which, and we all go, oh. And we know the deer's going to get up. It's going to be <laughs> a zombie deer. We know here's the he's hitting all the beats. And so we know where he's going mm. and we're, we're kind of like, Oh yeah. Okay. But that first shot of that mannequin, think about it. Mm. It looks human, but it is not but alive. It is not, yeah. And very good. Yeah. It's just operating mechanically. Mm-hmm. So the question becomes the big question mm-hmm. is, is it symbolic of the zombies or of the father? Mm. At the beginning, anyway. Yeah, because the I mean that, that's a, that's a thing that I thought about was especially right. at the beginning. Are is the dad any better off than a zombie? You know, right. uh, in the life that he's living 
um, is is that being a zombie? And, yeah. Right. He's just working. That's his it. mother is taking care of his daughter. He doesn't even go to her recital, we find out later, which was that day. Yeah. Um, and you don't even know if he – he didn't even go, oh, I forgot it. That's what you assume because that's what every father says in that situation is like, I didn't even remember it. He just didn't go. So you don't know. He maybe chose not to go because he was busy at work. Right, right. So what he's devoting his life to turns out to be the very thing that turns civilization into these zombies. <laughs> that's a that's an excellent point. And it, it's also uh, he's confronted with um, some fairly extreme versions of himself in, on the train. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So it's like, yeah, here, here's you when you're 50. <laughs> yeah, that businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So, but, but yeah, I, I love that. Uh, you know, I didn't catch that, that image of that. Um, it's, it's perfect. Yeah, it's so well whatever. done. What I thought yeah. about at the beginning there is it reminded me of the stand um, where there was, you know, I think the opening scene of the stand or very near the front is, somebody running away from a military yeah. installation and um, breaking through the gate and everything, getting his family and driving right. away. And right. um, yeah, it felt similar. Yeah. Here, mm -hmm. nobody knows that they're running at the beginning. Right. right. They, they are on the journey and it's funny because this movie, you know, they say you can get to Busan. He goes, I'll be back by mid, by mid morning. Cause it's an hour to get there, an hour to get back. When he's mm. telling his assistant he's going to take his daughter there. And so I was thinking, I was watching the movie, and toward the end I was thinking, you know what bothers me is no one ever sleeps. No one stops and eats anything because it felt like it had been going on forever. And then I was like, oh, this probably is all taking place within about a two-hour span. Mm. You know, because they're mostly on the train. They get off at where, at young, whatever, mm. and then like oh <laughs> no and then they get back on right uh, right I, I remember that that elderly uh pair of late ladies uh they were sisters mm -hmm. and remember one of them had an egg and the sister said when did you boil that you know we were only going to be on here for an hour yeah, <laughs> right and so they're making that point several yeah. times this mm -hmm. this is taking place <clears throat> in a very short period of time and i went oh no one needed to have a granola bar or whatever mm, right I mean, the only person ever eating is the pregnant lady who I call baby because I can't remember her name. And he mm. called her baby all the time, mm. uh, who was going to have a baby. Yeah, and uh, yeah. she was eating gummy worms, but that was just her indulgence, you know. Right, right. Yeah, so, yeah. I'm not going to remember her name either. Um, you know, because I'm, Korean names are just not something I see very often, so mm -hmm. they're different for me to remember. For sure, for sure. And it doesn't really matter um, because she doesn't really call her husband much. Um, in the cast, it says it's Song Hua, a tough man. And so mm -hmm. that's how you know who he is because right. we were looking at it going, because he, oh my gosh, I am his biggest fan. That guy <laughs> was like, it's that guy, oh my gosh, there uh, he is. Yeah. And it was like, is he military? Does he do martial arts? Is he a wrestler? You know, he's obviously, he's very physically fit. He can handle things, but he's almost acts like a, a workman in his attitude to the world. Mm. He's not proper and, uh, you know, all that kind of things, very casual. Yep. Yep. 
Yeah. I do want to say that actor, that was his breakout role. Oh, I love that. Good for him. Yeah. yeah. And it's interesting because he was born in South Korea, but where was the thing I was looking at that basically, but he spent time in the U.S. also. Well, good. So like yeah. he went to... Um, he went to like an American college, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But anyway, after this role, this movie was so popular that he wound up getting a lot of international attention. I mean, like it cost eight point five million, and it made ninety eight point five million. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's a good and movie. Yeah. It's one of the biggest stars in South Korea, which makes me so happy. Oh, that is nice. Yeah, so, that's really great. Version, Very good. Very good. Um, I just looked him up on uh, IMDb, and he's oh. going to be in the Eternals Marvel movie. Okay, good wow. for him. Yep. So I'm he's, so happy. It's he's like going to play Gilgamesh. It says. Ooh. <laughs> Epic. Yep. Um, well, it's like I felt about that. Like I felt about um, we'd watched Attack the Block, our family, yeah. long, long ago, and John Boyega is that how you say his last mm-hmm. name? Mm-hmm. Yep. He we just loved him in that movie. And so we were super excited when the Star Wars, the last three Star Wars came out. And it was like, it's him. Oh, my gosh. We're so glad he made <laughs> good it. He's so him. good. Yeah. He deserves a break. And <clears throat> I feel that way about this guy. Just so likable yeah. um, and so good. That'll be great. Yeah. Definitely going to be looking for him. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but sorry, yeah, but I he was terrific that. in this movie. So he played, you know, like you said, kind of a, a working class guy mm-hmm. um, who's there with his pregnant wife. And then um, when things start to happen, uh, you know, zombies start to happen on the train. Um, they, he, he, his first contact with the father is they, <laughs> they ran away uh, from a, a, a car into another car. And mm-hmm. um, our main character shuts the door right before they show up. You know, he's, he's horrified. And then he does open it and let him in. Um, or do they open it? I'm trying to remember. Does he actually let him in? And he, his little girl doesn't know. Is she in the bathroom? No, not sorry. Mm. There's so many moves from train car to train car. There there are, there are, but regardless, he closes the door right, right on them. You know, it was just like, we're safe and you're not, you know? Um, and then, um, they end up getting safe. The, the, you know, him yeah. and his pregnant wife end up getting through the door and then they close it. And then, um, uh, the zombies are hitting the door on the other side. And I remember him saying, you know, you can let the door go. Cause I don't think they know how to work it. Right. <laughs> and well, uh, I mean, that's as we're learning how the zombies work in this movie. The wife throws the water on the window and sticks up uh, paper. So yeah. they can't see them. So they stop attacking. So, uh, the thing is, though, you said that, and I suddenly went, oh, my gosh, I never thought of that as the bookend mm-hmm. to the end of the movie where the unscrupulous businessman does shut them out mm-hmm. and won't let them in and talks everyone else into it. Right, right. Um, the, the, this is really clearly, he's got a trajectory. He's on the trajectory to be just like this businessman who is the worst person in the world. Absolutely. And, mm-hmm. But through... This guy who calls him asshole most of the time, <laughs> not wrong. Yeah, um, and their example because he and his wife always have their eye on what's important. They're always the ones who are grabbing the little girl. 
when the father's too far away or, oh, the bathroom's down there, mm-hmm. you know, pay attention to her and talk to her and everything and not in a cloying way, just very naturally. So they're a good example for the father, but also between their example and of course the growing together of having to work as a team and get out of this. And then um, the little girl who he's like, you didn't have to give up your seat to that sis, that old lady. Mm. That's why are you so nice? We have to look out for ourselves. And she goes, granny's knees would hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And by then he knows his mother has become a victim. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't know that necessarily, but she's taking the empathy of what she loves and, and wishes she could help her grandmother with and applies it to this other person. She's also giving him the examples. Cause she says, you know, that's why mommy left you. You only care about yourself. Yeah. You don't and to hear that else. from a, a daughter, man, that would be just yeah. horrible. And she was so good too. We should take a moment and oh, note, she- note how good she was. Uh, Sue on yeah. Kim is her name. And uh, wow. Yeah. Name, yeah. I thought she just did just an amazing job. Um, yeah. She was- I cared about and- her a lot. You know, it's hard not to, you know, when you have daughters, right. It's hard not to yeah. uh, identify that. Um, <sighs> but yeah, but she did great. And, and he would do things like, um, okay, wait here for a minute. Um, you know, which I know. always, I hated that all. <laughs> it's just like, no, that's not what I would be doing. If I no. needed to go over there, I would, I would take her. Um, yeah. uh, but, but yeah. And then, um, yeah, so they, they got off the train into a train station and were hoping that, uh, this was going to be a safe place, but it wasn't. There was a quarantine center there. Yeah. There was a quarantine center there. And, um, the, the working class guy and his wife end up picking up the girl and uh, taking them with her. And then um, you can see uh, uh, that working class guy again. Um, mm-hmm. Are we calling him tough guy or whatever? <laughs> um, okay. But uh, in that train station, there was a repeat of the situation where he had the door closed and he let the father in. In fact, he, he opened it and called him over. That's right. You know, he said, you, you know, so, you know, that's, that's the way to be. (laughs) I was so happy. I was like, yes, you know, that's a, that's a good person right there. Um, you know, so he was, um, yeah, he forgave and said, let's, you know, he he just did the right thing. He said, Hey man, you know, in fact, he did call him asshole. I think he said, Hey asshole, come over here. Yeah. But you're not, yeah, you're an asshole, but you're still a human being. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I will extend this to you. It's like uh, he it didn't even think if it didn't occur to him to leave that guy there. Mm-mm. Um, right. He was a living human being and he was going mm-hmm. to save him if he could. Right. Yeah. Cause the whole movie, and you know, that example of the doors shutting, I hadn't really, no, you know, I noticed, of course, when the doors were being shut, cause these were always crucial moments. But this idea of this is really this uh, father is these are his uh, learning steps Uh in how to become empathetic, (laughs) you know? And of course it's very fast because it's always being in the middle of some attack, but these are the moments that hit hard. Yes. Yes. Right. So on the train after that, they've helped the one baseball player who makes it through get through or whoever, there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of them, I guess. And he's like hanging off the train. Come on. Yeah. guy right they're trying to help people survive even Mm. though zombies are running after them and all that kind of thing yeah yeah 
So yeah, and it and it is the you know I think that that was a turning point for uh, this character too. I mean, the, the whole thing is him gradually understanding how idiotic he's been and turning into someone different, um, someone more like that blue collar guy. Mm-hmm. And then um, the end, <laughs> which just well, makes me so sad. Yeah. Well, um, because at the beginning, he tells his daughter, whatever you do, you must finish what you start. Or it's worse than not having started at all. Yeah. yeah. And he himself is not living up to that. He's saying it. Maybe at work he does it, but he's not doing it in his own life. Um, he's got an ex-wife. He's got, you know, a daughter he's c- completely estranged from. Because, you know, you were saying she's torn between both her parents. I didn't get that yeah, feeling. I'm with you. Yeah. Um, you mm-hmm. know, she loved her grandmother, but he'd mm-hmm. not given her enough attention. Mm-hmm. She, of course, loves her mother. And then, um, but by the end, he finishes what he starts. He mm-hmm. is getting his daughter somewhere safe and he is getting a baby yeah. somewhere safe. Mm-hmm. He promised that guy and yeah. he's going to do it, even though it means self sacrifice. Right, right. Yeah, it is beautiful, but sad. You know, it was a very satisfying thing that he did. Um, but yeah, I wanted yeah, so, him to survive. Oh, I wanted a happily ever after. <laughs> we all did. I kept thinking maybe he and baby would wind up together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, take her to the, you know, his daughter to the ex-wife and, but, um, but the other thing that was really interesting that they did, these were just little flashes is often right before somebody turned into a zombie, their eyes would be white, but they still had self-awareness enough that their basic, person their basic thoughts came through right Mm. so we see it with the girl who gets on the train and she knows she's been bitten and she's trying to do a tourniquet on her leg of course that's not going to work but she's saying over and over i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry because she knows what's going to happen yeah and then when he's on the phone with the mother and she's talking about you know are you guys okay and he's like why do you sound like that why are you coughing what's all that noise you know well she's clearly turning into a zombie and she says, you know, you really should try to get back together with your wife. It's not right for a kid to be alone. She said this to him before and she says, you know, get her to her mother or whatever, make sure she's safe. And then she says that bitch, well, this is what she really thinks about the wife. Right. Right. Okay. So then mm. you have, um, you know, the tough guy, Mm-hmm. He's not talking. He's acting. With the very last of his strength, he is holding a zombie sideways and shoving back a huge crowd of them. His last thought is to protect his wife and child. Very cool. And the businessman, he reveals how afraid he is, and he wants to go home to his mommy, who lives, you know, in Busan. Right. did not make me feel sorry for him. It made me sorry for his mother if he'd have made it because I feel like she would have been the next one he tossed to some zombies when he was <laughs> away because he was the worst. Yeah, yeah. Bad mother. And then him, his very last thought is of when holding his daughter when she was born. This is the pure love that's that's radiating his soul. It makes the sacrifice worth it. Beautiful. It was beautiful. Mm-hmm interesting little set of hints that were given along the way that become broader and broader as we go to make sure we're getting the point. 
And that's like the doors. Yeah. I didn't pick up on all the doors like you did. Um, but there's all these little points that the filmmaker is using to give some depth and texture to the people and also to make sure these are the basics. You know, when you're struggling under attack like this, who you are comes out. And it doesn't have to define who you are. Even if you do something bad, you can become better. Mm-hmm. You know? Right, right. Yeah, and that then there is this growth and of understanding by that main character, um, uh, Sok Sok Wu. <laughs> yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah, but there is this this growth and uh, uh, opening of understanding. Um, you know, you you've, you know, one of the things that's so sad to me is so, so tragic is that we don't get to see, and we wouldn't have seen it in this movie anyway. But we don't mm-hmm. get to imagine, I guess is the right word, what his life would have been like from then on. Um, yes, you know, so uh, we do lose that um, with that end. But yeah. you're right; it is a very satisfying thing, and and I like what you said about uh, how he said you need to finish something, and he's telling her that at the same time, like you said. He's not doing any of that himself. Right. Um, he's not the only thing that he is uh, succeeding at, and he's not even succeeding at as being a fund manager, because <laughs> it, it sounds like he was, you know, from that initial scene, he was not doing that very well either. Um, well, he, he was not he... able to talk people into what he needed them to be. Actually, I'm just now thinking about. He says it's the it's the picture of him as who he really is. He says sell all these stocks. They see happening on the market, sell all the stocks. And his assistant says, oh my gosh, but what will the stockholders say? What will all these people say? We're, we're kind of abandoning everybody. And he's like, are you a lemming? <laughs> or are you, you know, and he, oh, okay, mm-hmm. never mind. And yeah. he goes and does it. So he's going to look out for the company good at the expense of all the human beings, the people. He is being that businessman at that point. He's sacrificing everything for the company. And at some point on his phone, you see him calling or receiving a call, and lemmings is the key word for it. And I can't remember if it's the office or anyway. So, you know, and of course, lemmings jump over. I mean, they're like the zombies in that sense. I mean, mm-hmm. and I know that's a, a myth and it doesn't really happen, but the lemmings all running and jumping off the cliff is clearly the yeah. idea. You know, <clears throat> Definitely the idea. Yep. Right. So, um, but yeah. the other thing I like about this movie is, um, but he is smart. Not only is he, does he know how to solve that problem, but it shows us him, uh, like with the music on the phone in the tunnel to divert the zombies, mm-hmm. how to look up the tunnels and use them and plan and think for it. So his strategizing abilities come in very handy and he learns to help like with the hobo on the train, he'll put himself at risk for somebody he doesn't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's showing us the learning, but it's also showing us he is a clever, like when, right. like the thing you said with the door, I don't think they yeah. know how to use the door. Right. Right. Yeah. He was noticing things. Yeah. And even at the end, um, he goes into the, so now he's bitten, he knows yeah. he's toast and he tells baby, you know, for him, she needs to know how to work the train and I don't know how to work the train. But he goes in there and he's like, okay, this looks like this, this looks like this. And he's all business, you know, this is what you got to do when it's safe, use this, this looks like the break right here, do that, okay, you know, and she says, okay, you know, so, but yeah, that was all the same. And then he 
part then of his character. Then he says, right, his so you stay with her, you take care of her. Right, right. Yep. Very mm-hmm. good. Very good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, um, you know, the zombies in this movie, you know, like in a lot of zombie movies, I think, um, can represent this relentless societal pressure too. It's, uh, it's sort of, you know, like, um, I don't know if you watched any of the walking dead, which Mm -mm. is, uh, very graphic and gross, but, but it's mostly about people dealing with people Mm -hmm. while there's this external pressure of zombies around. Right. So, um, but it's really, it's really about that. And that's what this is about too. It's about them, coming together as a group of strangers and trying to survive this by helping each other. Um, and then you get people, you know, the, the suspicions that come about between people and their various, whatever their motivations are and everything. Um, but the businessman, he's the one who had the, the most visible negative, um, you know, self, interest i guess um in fact that that scene near the end where he talks an entire car full of people into how dangerous these few people that just got through are um that was a that was a tough one well and what was even worse is those people have gotten through Mm -hmm. he's talked everyone into pulling the door shut and not opening it up tying it off yeah, and they're fighting off zombies going let us in in." and he looks through and he looks right at the child who's standing there crying her her heart out Mm -hmm. terrified and he doesn't even have a reaction yeah doesn't care he himself is not really even human anymore Mm. except his capacity for betrayal i guess (laughs) he's very clever about that um and those people they thought they were keeping themselves safe by following this guy, by following this guy and shutting the world out and anything that seemed dangerous out. But what they were doing was opening themselves up to hate, anger, revenge, because this is what sets off the, the older, the sister of the old ladies who saw her own sister abandoned by this. They couldn't get him through and essentially sin. Hmm. So um, it makes me think of that C.S. Lewis quote, which I did not stop to look up. And I think we've read it on the podcast before and we can um, help me remember and I'll put it on the blog post or send it to you. Okay. And he basically says, you know, we can keep ourselves safe. We can keep our hearts from being hurt and we can keep ourselves from being vulnerable. And all you have to do is wall yourself off and put your heart in a little box and keep it safe. He goes, because, then it won't be a heart anymore. It will be a stone. Right. And yes. So it's like, you know, what life are you protecting at that point? Right. You know, if if you're doing that to protect your life from something that you think is a threat, and then you end up spending your entire life in this cave, (laughs) Mm -hmm. was that a life worth protecting? Um, You know, how do you, um, how do you face the world when it's scary? What do you hold on to? And, you know, of course, zombies, as you said, they represent 
all kinds of things and societal ills are one of the ones that people love to attribute because that's what we're afraid of. They yeah. are faceless. We can't control them. You can't reason with them. They just come on and consume a yeah. ghost. Maybe you can figure out how to make it go away. A vampire, you can use holy water or whatever. You can find it's a grave and stake it. Uh, you, all these other things you can handle somehow, mm-hmm. but you can't solve this problem. And so, I mean, look at the time we're in right now. We're running from train car to train car, it feels like. with wow. um, mm-hmm. We've got the pandemic. But before that, we had so divisive on the politics. Now we have it again. We have racial discord or, you know, very everybody. And, and I, I understand everybody's reaction to all these problems. But what we're seeing in so many cases is large groups of public voices and uh, faces cutting themselves off by just drawing that line and refusing to go over it. They're shutting that door. They're shutting the doors. Yeah. Wow. And letting everybody mm-hmm. else who might be different or threatening batter their way against it and, and get taken down. And it's, it's doesn't have to be like that. Yeah. Yeah. And, allow, and not allowing themselves to think, right. It's, right. um, you know that 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 businessman is an example for the, the the that people would follow that guy is just amazing, you know. But it doesn't feel wrong to me. I mean, it doesn't feel like it, it was incorrect. Um, oh no, you know because uh, because your logical selves under those conditions are secondary, and you're thinking, you know, well because of these things, I'll accept these other things. Um, you know, also, I'll mm-hmm. control the situation if I yeah. control it. I'll handle it. It's, right. I'll handle it. Yeah. Instead of realizing there's no situation over which we have total control. We have total control over our own actions. And that is it. True. Yep. Um, and that's what we see over and over again. Yeah. You know, do you, when that hobo steps on that can, when he's hiding, that guy didn't have to go back and, you know, get down, both of us together. Right try to coordinate with him we can't see that even this guy can even think rationally we just know he got out ahead of the zombie horde because he keeps going everyone's dead everyone's dead and he's kind of crazy so who yeah, cares that's that's interesting and it's it's really only in the uh you know only when they start thinking about each other were they able to make any progress anyway right. um so community. And, and also, yeah, community. And then also uh, when everybody in that one car followed the businessman and they banished these guys out of fear, mm-hmm. they ended up dying themselves and the ones they banished were the safe ones because yeah. they, they, uh, they put them, they isolated them. Yeah. Um, you know, and that, that's interesting. Yeah, and those people might have helped them fight off the zombie. Yeah, they they would have they would have uh, been good to have with them for sure. They just went through what three cars full of zombies? Yeah, they'd figured it out, right? And got way through. Oh, when that when that businessman let or he he was basically the cause of that girl getting bit, the yeah. the girlfriend of the baseball player. Uh. Oh, that made me so upset. Oh, <laughs> I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I know. yeah. Well, and the conductor. Yeah. Every oh, time the conductor. Oh, my gosh. The guy who's been, what that guy did, the heroic stuff that he did to keep that thing going. And yeah. what he was working on doing um, to save everybody. Yeah, it's just amazing. 
Yeah, he was um, like, well, I know I can get this to Busan. And then he sees people out there and he's like, oh, and he gets off the train to help the guy. Yeah, right. You know, oh, there's someone still alive. Okay. Yeah. I and mean, then, it's yeah. the ultimate treachery. It is. Very much. Um, but yeah, but yeah. this idea of shutting all these doors, man, that's, that is such a good metaphor for what's going on right now. As we, as we right. walk through these cars and deal with all these things that are going on. Well, and just yeah. even normal life. How many things yeah. are there in our lives that aren't those big, huge things? They're just right. normal life, and we're afraid. We yeah. don't like uh, this person. We don't like this situation. We're afraid of some failing in ourselves or in others. And do we shut that door? Yeah. Do we, and you know, and it's interesting to say they don't even know how to open it. The zombies on the other side. Yeah, that is, um, that is interesting well, in, in this context to think about that. Yeah, they're not yeah. thinking, they're just attacking. Yeah. That's interesting. There's right. no thought, there's no reasoning. Yeah, and it, I think that um, I have thought in the past, you know, about, you know, just zombies in this you know, just like you said at the beginning, you have this mechanical mannequin thing just going through motions. We see the the um, main character who is an emotional person. You know, he is a person, but yet he's going through these motions. And he knows, he can tell things aren't right, mm -hmm. but yet he's going through these motions. And is that out of fear? Is that out of fear of what he thinks would happen if he left the job? Um, you know, yeah. whatever this fear, but those fears are affecting negatively his relationship with his daughter. Um, yeah. and, and all these things. So, so zombies in a way sort of can represent like the machinery of society that we're part of. And it's, yeah. it's like a, a faceless machine that we join every day <laughs> and, right. uh, it can consume, right. It can consume us if we give it too much. Mm -hmm. Whereas, you know, we're taught as Catholics, you know, hey, we want to be of the world, right? But we want to be apart from the world. We, we're we're participating in the world is, is a better way to put it. But at the right. same time, we need to be apart. Um, we need to take time apart. Um, right. Right. But then again, that can also get out of balance, right? You can get mm -hmm. to a point where you're not participating in society. Right. And that's not what we're asked to do either. Depends on your vocation, I guess. But still, yeah. um, you know, we should be in the world. We should be in the world, but also out of it. <laughs> right. Yep. Well, what we have to remember is that our reality touches all parts of the world. And I'm talking here, of course, about Catholic faith. Um, it touches all parts of the world because all truth is a reflection of God. And hopefully we can recognize some of that truth and understand a little more about God and maybe ourselves and kind of try to turn ourselves over more to making that truth ripple mm -hmm. through the world a little better, you know? But you're right. It's just, um, you know, there's a lot of things about, you know, how we should be in the world. I guess it's the seeing below the surface thing. Yeah. Thinking that's the part of we can step aside and kind of look at the world a little differently. And we are part of the world. We live in it. We're put here. Mm -hmm. uh, we are human beings. That's who we are and how we live. But yeah, it's, but our reality is defined by something that is not just all the things of society. Yeah. Like these zombies. Right. Right. 
or the good parts, you know, yeah. that's yeah. the things we want to promote. And so, help. so the zombies are a hundred percent machine and no, no percent soul. <laughs> right. There's yeah. that one moment of transition mm-hmm. and that's yeah. it. Yeah. And I loved, uh, I love that too. You know, how, um, as they transition, there's this, there's this, uh, moment of clarity, mm-hmm. you know, whether it be positive or negative, it's a look at, right. it's a look at deep inside. And, um, our main character, uh, was beautiful, right? His was yeah. beautiful. It was that moment of love. And so, so with that, yeah. uh, that blue collar guy, um, right. You know, his was protect. But we're shown the we're shown the thoughts of the the feelings of what's consuming the father before he steps off the train. Yeah, we're sh- he's the only one whose thoughts were ju- were shown. Mm-hmm. So we're allowed to see the sorrow of the sacrifice. Sorry, it's really getting to me. Oh man! <laughs> um, but yeah, then we're also shown. You know, his his greatest joy was his daughter, and when yeah. his daughter was born. Right. Okay. So. What we're left with at the very end is hope for the future. It's a child and a pregnant woman. Mm-hmm. And that connects directly to what gave him the greatest joy. Yeah, that, that vision of the, the girl in the, the train just crying is just brutal, oh, brutally difficult to that watch. That was the acting where you were like, yeah. she was so good. And I was like, I don't know what they told that little actress oh, or what she was thinking of, but that yeah. was genuine. Yeah. I wow. mean, or it looked genuine. I was just uh, like, it was breaking my heart. It was. Me too. Me too. And then, of course, the tension continues to the very end where they're going through the train tunnel. Yeah, and we and don't know what's in there. Yeah, but we're shown on the other side, the mm-hmm. soldiers are trying to determine. So they do have control of the city. Uh-huh. And uh, they, but the two people together look like they're shambling. Yeah. Because all they see is a silhouette. Right. And they're hurt. One's pregnant and they've been through a lot. You're yeah. right. And then her singing is what makes them say, oh, these are people. Yep. Yeah. Because she's singing that song, that Hawaiian song. Uh-huh. <laughs> right. <laughs> The one she had done earlier that, or the the day uh, yeah. that we met her, right? Yeah, yep. when she's singing Aloha. Yeah, you know, and it's um, it's so funny. The version that we saw first, that song sounded much more like the American version, huh. and this version that we saw, I, and I don't know if it's the difference between streaming and DVD, or if they changed it or somehow sounded more Korean until mm. the end. Mm-hmm. Um, Aloha, <laughs> you know, uh, right. but until we meet again. And she had said she learned the song to sing for her father. And when he wasn't there, she was afraid he was never coming back and that she was going to be on her own, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So she couldn't finish singing it. And that's yeah. the poignant video we're shown at the beginning. And at the end, though, the fact that she's singing it and she does finish it. She's not afraid. She knows she'll see him again. She knows he would. He never abandoned her. Mm. He always came back. So well done. Uh, mm. I just, yeah, just adore this movie. Yeah, um, it's so good. Yeah, they just did a good job. We should mention the director. Mm, um, yes. Sang Hu Yan. Sang yes. Ho Yan. Yeah. <laughs> well, yes. Uh, we're probably butchering his name. Right. And of course, Korean, the last uh, name would be first. Okay. You bet. But there was a sequel, but I didn't really care about watching it. Really? I, I didn't know there was a sequel. Peninsula. 
Peninsula. It was going to be shown at the Cannes Film Festival. It was released on July 15th with mixed reviews. And, you know, it, it could be amazing, but I can't watch a new zombie movie right now. I've got my own train cars to get through. <laughs> no question. When when I first started to watch it in, in that opening scene that you described, um, I didn't make the connection with the mannequin, but the first words are something like quarantine. And yes. I was like, oh, dang. You know, I didn't really think of that. <laughs> it was like, you know, who, who wants to watch a, a movie about quarantining? I don't want to uh, do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, well, we've got so much happening. Uh, was endlessly inventive, I think, and it wasn't in super sensational things like you mentioned World War Z. Where, and uh, the thing I always think of is the uh, the huge pyramid of zombies, right? Yeah. Going up the wall. Going up but, the wall um, in Israel, right? Right in Israel, but in this, I'd completely forgotten the train of zombies, the zombies trailing behind like a tail on a kite yeah, on yeah. that train and him having to, you know, get them off. How do you get them off? Well, sometimes something is so uh, corrosive and brutal and everything. You just have to chop it off, man. And so he's <laughs> kicking the hands yeah. and uh, I was like, it's so inventive and clever and, and the way he would ratchet up the tension, like they're all ta da da in that, train the city they stopped at first there's the military no one wants to go into quarantine which must be a south korean thing i don't think you're going quarantine and <laughs> earlier one of the older sisters had said that girl needs to be re in the old days they'd have re-educated her and the other sister's <laughs> uncomfortable i'm like oh i don't know enough about korean history to or culture to get this but we wondered if the unease with the word quarantine was connected to that history somehow or that idea but the whole you know oh and there's all the people in the military costumes yeah yeah <laughs> and then they turn around and you're stuck on the escalator <laughs> oh yeah. man how horrifying how would you like to be in the front of that one and you know yeah my gosh oh yeah it yeah. was it was it was really well done yeah you see the military and as you go down down oh my gosh those are zombies yeah yeah they're wearing the uniform, but they're not military. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, there's, there were a lot of things like that that he uses where he, he, you know, you're not exactly sure what's going on and you know something's going to happen because, again, we know the beats. Yeah. He uses them so well. He does. He does. So, what's next for us? Hmm. Next what for we- us is. Hillbilly Elegy mm. by J.D. Vance, a book. Yep. Yeah, it's a book and a, it's going to be a movie, I guess. A Ron mm-hmm. Howard film. Yeah, we were having a conversation online about the movie, which uh-huh. yeah, Ron Howard directed and I'm very excited about. And it made me think of the book, which my book club read and I was really, really impressed by. So cool. I thought Wonderful. I would read it and get ready for the movie. Looking forward to it very much. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everyone. Yep. Yep. And uh, in charged. You bet. <laughs> all very that. best to all of us. All right. All of you. Thanks. Out <laughs> for the tunnels, everyone. You and... bet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye bye. Bye. Mm-hmm.